slinging spells down the streets the same old decks we played last week cause it's MTG in quarantine we're all alright we're all alright MTG and Quarantine Podcast. Hey yo, what is up everybody? My name is MJ and you are listening to the one and only MTG and Quarantine Podcast, where the motto is EDH, community, now and always. As usual, before we get started here today, I'm going to give a huge shout out and thank you to all the awesome people who support me over at patreon.com slash MTG and Quarantine. So huge round of thank yous to Mr. Big Benz, Nick S, Frugal Brutal, and Coach Jero for supporting the show. If you'd like to help support the show and help me make more awesome content, head on over to patreon.com slash quarantine for more information. And since I completely forgot to give a huge shout-out to my local game store, I'm going to do that right now. So I'm going to give a huge shout-out to my local game store, Guardian Games. You can find Guardian Games on the web at ggportland.com. You can also pick up a ton of awesome QuiverTime products over at quivertime.com. Again, they not only make the amazing bolt and quiver cases, but they also make a whole bunch of other really cool products. So again, you can use my code MTGIQ in checkout for 10% off your order over at quivertime.com. Again, the link will be in the episode description, as will my affiliate code over at InkedGaming, that's I-N-K-E-D, gaming.com. For MTG in Quarantine Branded Playmats, which you're going to want for you and all your friends to start off 2024. So again, that is Inked Gaming, I-N-K-E-D, gaming.com. Again, that link will be in the episode description below. In the link tree, you will find it there. And on today's episode. So, it's about that time of year. We got a couple couple of weeks coming up before Ravnica Remastered. So I figured I might as well do a quick hit uh, discussion here today of some of the cool cards that are going to be in the set and some of the things you can look forward to if you are drafting the set. So anyway, um, again, if you haven't been listening to my podcast for a long time, I will mention again that I started with War of the Spark, which was the last time we went to Ravnica before the murders of Karlov Manor, which will be coming out here in a couple of months. So I think really the first thing that I'm going to say on this set is it's really cool to see a lot of the cards that I was opening as part of me starting the game, whether that was War of the Spark or the previous two-set block, uh, Ravnica Allegiance and Guilds of Ravnica, which I opened a ton of when I was first starting out. So a lot of the cards that are showing up here are, you know, draft chaff comments and types of things that I was opening quite a bit when I was first starting out. So it's really cool to be able to see those cards coming back. Although, again, the fact that I had so many copies of those cards from opening said booster packs makes me a little less excited to see them here. But again, I'm, I'm not going to be negative on this set it's really cool to see all these cards coming up again and gonna keep it totally positive. So anyway, again, the, the huge turn for this set is obviously going to be the Shocklands. We haven't seen the Shocklands printed again in a bit. So the fact that these are going to be much more accessible to players is going to be pretty awesome. Obviously, you know, there's only going to be so many. They're going to be a rare slot, so... They're still going to command quite a bit of money, and there is a ton of demand for these cards. But again, reprinting the Shocklands is never a bad thing, whether this is for EDH or for just 60-card regular magic or for cubes even. It's really nice to be able to see a lot of those. We're also going to be seeing the Signets, uh, probably, I guess, all of the Signets being reprinted, which again 
It's a huge Ravnica kind of thing. It's good to have all of those signets being reprinted. And again, the signets are in such demand that having them reprinted will just bring the cost down to like 50 cents or less a piece. So not a bad thing to see. Um, it's also really good to see the Chromatic Lantern being brought out here. Again, when I was first starting out, this card was like seven, eight dollars. So bringing it down to just a couple of bucks, especially with this and the Commander Masters reprint is really nice. Uh, it's going to get that card into the hands of all more players. I know folks up there are going to say, oh, MJ, this card is really not playable. But, you know, I still think the three mana mana rocks that help fix for your other colors, especially in two, three, four, five color decks, is still a really good card, especially since it also taps for one mana of any color. So it's just a really good card to have. And then obviously we have the guild gates here. These are the commons. They enter Battlefield tap. But again, the fact you can't have a Ravnica set without these. So it's extremely important and really cool to see that those are returning. But anyway, I'm gonna just go on through the list here on Scryfall here. Obviously a lot of the cards on this list are going to be your draft commons, your uncommons, things that are basically worthless if you're looking at a money standpoint. But again, will definitely make for a fun draft environment. I see a lot of cards here that I do, again, recognize. Uh, just some basic removal, some really decent commons to fill out your your curve here and then we also get uh, some of the planeswalkers from the ravnica set i mean obviously we get liliana dreadhorde general which again was my first chase card i remember when i opened a i'm trying to remember it was like a it was a theme booster that's what it was a theme booster from war of the spark for black and i got a couple of those and the first pack cracked liliana cards so that was really awesome and I do try to find a home for that card in one of my decks that really needs it. I don't get to play it all that often, but I do. Every time I do get to see it, it's really awesome to see it come into my hand when I draw the card because I just remember that like this was really my first chase card in Magic the Gathering, and I was really excited to be able to get that out of a booster pack. So anyway, yeah, we, we get a bunch of bunch of the main Planeswalkers here. We get Liliana. We're going to get Karn, the Great Creator who, if you've been listening to some of my CDH episodes, is actually very playable, very viable there just for the activated, actually the uh, static ability there. It's really nice. Uh, I did see Teferi, the three mana Teferi. Uh, let's see, trying to remember for red, was there a Planeswalker here? Uh, I guess not. But uh, let's see, green, do-do-do. Don't think so. Okay. Yeah, so we're only getting a couple of Planeswalkers in this set, and then we're just getting a bunch of legendary creatures being reprinted, especially from the original Ravnica sets. Game coming back in 05 or 2012, et cetera, et cetera. So it's just a really nice way to be able to bring all of the Ravnica sets, just like we saw with Dominaria Remastered this past year. It's nice to be able to see all of the Ravnica sets kind of being thrown into a single draftable set, and I think that's really awesome. Oh, and I forgot that Kai is also going to be in the set as well. So... We have uh, about four four Planeswalkers, four or five, something like that, as well as just a... Oh, oh and Ralzarek is here as well. So, see, this is what happens when I uh, continue just going, going down through the page without looking at everything specifically. But, yeah, a lot of these cards, like I did mention a few minutes ago, I do recognize from just uh, opening a lot of... Especially the Ravnica Legion, Guilds of Ravnica products. So, it's really nice to be able to see those cards there. Um, again, I'm going to give a shout out to Tajik Legion's Edge because that was the playmat. That was my first playmat that uh, I was at a GP back. Yes, you remember those? Uh, I was at a GP. I had a bunch of tickets left over. I didn't have a playmat. 
and I just thought, hey, I know Tajik because I have his card. I opened him in one of those sets. Uh, I like Boros, so I'm just going to get that. And yeah, so that was my first playmat. So seeing Tajik in reprinted here is pretty awesome. Um, and again, another few cards that I just wanted to give a shout out to here uh, include Stitch in Time, which is a sorcery costing one blue red. It says flip a coin. If you win the flip, take an extra turn after this one. Um, this is definitely a card where... For a while there, it was actually fairly expensive, especially when coin flipping was really in vogue. I think a year or two ago, Krark was really starting to take off. The Karkashima decks were taking off. And then also we had that coin flipping secret layer that came out. I think that card had a large uh, price jump. It's obviously come down with the reprint, but uh, it's just really nice to be able to see. I love that those kinds of non-deterministic things in Magic decks, especially if you don't really lean into that sort of thing. Because it's an extra turn spell, but you have to actually work a little bit, and you need a little bit of luck. So it's really cool to be able to see that in the set. Um, again, Rhythm of the Wild is something I haven't seen in a while in a lot of decks, but uh, it's enchantment for one red-green. Creature spells you control can't be countered, which you know is always important. And the non-token creatures you control have riots, so they enter the battlefield with your choice of a plus-one, plus-one counter or haste. Um, this card is always really scary to see across the battlefield from you. And it's just a really, really good card, and it's an uncommon. So uh, hopefully the price will eventually tank on this, because I do have a copy of this card. It wasn't expensive when I started playing, and now it's like $5 or more for a copy Excuse me, for a copy of this card. So really nice to see that being reprinted here. Um, you're going to be seeing Nickel Bolas Dragon God reprinted for the first time since War of the Spark, I believe. Uh, this card is still actually fairly expensive. You got to have a few secret layers from the look of things, but... Again, for, for those who folks who really enjoy Nickel Bolas, so of which I am not one, uh, don't at me on this, um, it's going to be a really nice reprint for, for that, especially if you like three-color Grixis Planeswalkers. Uh, just going through here, we have a nice Mayhem Devil reprint, which, oddly enough, the only time that this card was printed was in War of the Spark. It was pretty much worthless when I opened it originally, but now, especially in CDH, you're starting to see this card a lot more, so it's good to see a reprint for that, especially since it's still at Uncommon like it was before. A lot of folks are really freaking out about the Lightning Helix reprint. Uh, again, it's instant for costing Boros colors, so red-white. Lightning Helix deals three damage to any target, and you gain one life. So again, another nice little Boros-type finisher, especially for constructed or, you know, for constructed or even limited-type environments. Um, okay, yeah, we have all of the guild mages coming back. These, I think all of these were from the original Ravnica sets in 05, so it's good to be able to see those coming back, making another appearance. Obviously, folks are going to kind of complain that those aren't aren't very strong nowadays, but again, in 2005, these were probably uh, game-breaking in, in a way, or just kind of mind-blowing in a way, is they had split mana, yeah, they had the hybrid mana coming in, they had a couple of activated abilities each. They did some really cool stuff, yada, yada, yada. Just really cool to see those coming back. And then, again, just a lot of the commons that I'm very familiar with. Oh, Domri's in the set, too. Interesting. Uh, let's see. What else? Cindervines is always a fun card. Uh, let's see. Ooh, even a Yeva reprint. Still CDH viable, honestly, for Mono Green Creature Storm. Uh, Protean Hulk, that's going to be another nice reprint. See what's, what's up to, like, 7 bucks for the original printing. And again, uh, good combo enabler. Really nice to see that getting a uh, reprint. I've actually never gotten a chance to break a whole pile, but um, I'm, I'm still temp I have a copy of it. I'm still tempted to throw it in there somewhere where I just try to find creatures worth of value. I'm not necessarily looking for combo pieces because it feels like, feels like Hulk 
it piles can be very problematic, especially nowadays because they require you to still have all of the combo pieces in your deck when you can crack Hulk. And it just feels like one of those kinds of cards where maybe in my more casual decks I could find a way to kill it, bring out some other creatures, just some value pieces, and then maybe be able to reanimate it. So just some cool stuff. Guardian Project is going to be green's big uh, reprint from the set, though. Again, this is enchantment for three and a green. Whenever a non-token creature enters the battlefield under your control, if it doesn't have the same name as another creature you control or a creature card in your graveyard, draw a card. Again, in Commander, that's why that's why this card is so expensive, is because in Commander, it's basically play creature, draw a card. And that is always going to be a really, really, really good thing, especially for green decks where you're more likely going to be playing very large green creatures. We got a Life from the Loam reprint, which is never a bad thing. Nice combo enabler in constructed formats, especially. But even just a really good card in Commander, too. We have Farseek. Birds of Paradise is getting reprinted here, which is always a good thing. Nice. A ton of people love playing this card. I have a couple copies. It's nice to have out there. Court of Calling is another CDH staple. And Arboreal Grazer. Oddly enough, this card actually got really expensive for the foil and still is expensive for the foil. I opened a bunch of these back in the day. Never quite found a good home for it, but uh, it's fun to see that it, it returning. For red cards, for Hellkite's getting reprinted. Um, Mrs. Excuse me, Mizzix's Mastery is getting reprinted. I know that's a that's a real popular one. Krinko is getting reprinted. Ilharg is getting reprinted. Legion Warboss is getting reprinted, which is real nice because that'll hopefully bring the cost on that card down a little bit, or at least it used to be very expensive. Gutter Snipe is in the set. Hellkite Tyrant is in the set. Um, and then just Arclight Phoenix is in the set. And if you know anything about Pioneer or back in Standard Modern, Arclight Phoenix used to be its own archetype. So... Good to see that getting out there, getting more copies out there, especially for those Pioneer Phoenix players who want to pick up a play set of this card real cheap. Moving on over to Black, um, it, the set will have Vindictive Vampire in there, which is a nice over-costed, in a way, uh, Aristocrats piece, but still really nice to have, especially in the limited environment where a 4 mana for a 2-3 with the Blood Artist type effect is really nice. Let's see, we got Priests of Forgotten Gods, which is a really fun little card. It sacrifices a couple of creatures. Any number of target players each lose two life to sacrifice a creature. You add double black and draw a card. That's a really nice card to have out there. Plague Crafters in the set. Midnight Reaper is going to be in the set whenever a non-token creature you control dies. Midnight Reaper deals one damage to you when you draw a card. It's a 3-2. Really nice to have there. Do, do, do. And then Lord of the Void is also really cool. 7-7 seven, seven, Demon costing 4 black, black, black. Is flying, and whenever Lord of the Void deals combat damage to a player, exile the top seven cards of that player's library. Then put a creature card from among them onto the battlefield under your control. Very difficult to pull off, I would imagine. I've never actually tried to do that sort of thing, but I can imagine that that's not the kind of creature your opponents want to have swinging into them. It's also the reason why this card is so expensive. He's only really had one printing except for, uh, actually, yeah, they only really had the one printing in Gate Crash all the way back in the day, so... Just good to see it getting a reprint, although it does kind of scare me. A Massacre Girl obviously is going to be in the sets. Uh, she will also be in the Murders of Karloff Manor, so we will definitely be seeing this original card again. Uh, again, Demir House Guard is going to be really cool because it's one of the transmute creatures, and that's really useful in tutoring in EDH especially. Crypt Ghast and Dark Confidant are also going to be in the sets. Obviously, Bob, as we call Dark Confidant, isn't nearly as broken as it used to be in EDH, but again, the fact that even the 
even some of these copies are still $10 or more. It still says something to how good Bob is. Uh, just the ability to draw an additional card every turn is, is really nice. Crypt Gas, obviously, you can, has Extort, and whenever you tap a Swamp for mana, add an additional black mana. It only had a couple of printings beforehand, so we're already looking at a decent price just straight off the bat before the set even drops. Uh, moving to blue, we have Tide's Bow Tyrant, which is the bane of CDH players' existence sometimes if you're not playing Storm-type things. Spark Double is going to be reprinted, which is always really nice. You can make it a copy of any creature, Planeswalker, give it an additional plus one, plus one counter, or additional loyalty counter on said copy. Uh, let's see... Oh yeah, and it isn't legendary, so it's one of the non-legendary cloning cards. So you can clone your commander with this, it's real nice. Uh, and then blue has the usual... Um, draw cards, counter spells, move, remove cards from battlefield, etc., etc. Muddle mixture, repeals in here, sinister sabotage is in here, which allows you to counter target spell and surveil one. So it's not quite the kind of thing like mana drain, but again, it's a very limited, friendly counter spell that hits everything. Uh, Remand is in here. Uh, let's see. And then you just have a bunch of other really decent blue cards that uh, the people kind of forget about in EDH because they're mostly limited cards. Uh, I'm going to say things like, uh, let's see, where where is it? Uh, Casmita's Transmutation is one of my favorite cheap removal spells because it's a uh, one one. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. It's a enchantment aura, one costing one in the blue. It says enchant creature, enchanted creature loses all abilities and has base power and toughness one one. It's basically like Darksteel Mutation in a way, just uh, not quite as good because that creature isn't... The creature with Darksteel is indestructible, but I still like this one, especially in mono blue decks, because it gives you a more lasting piece of removal, I would say, uh, without also... without getting rid of an opponent's creature. And again, I know there are a lot of much cheaper blue removal cards, especially nowadays, but I still like this card just because, you know, it, it doesn't remove your opponent's creature from the battlefield. It just brings them down a notch, I would say. So I feel like it's a bit more of a fair removal spell at certain kinds of casual tables. So just uh, fun things to think about there. Uh, Persistent Partitioners are going to be in the set. If you know anything about that, they're one of the Relentless Wraths types cards where you can have as many cards in your deck named Persistent Partitioners as you want in your deck. And basically the idea is you can make people mill. And with Brewback the Grandiloquent being in this deck who loves to double all of those mill effects, uh, it definitely seems like a really nice include in, the, in this particular set. Moving on to white. Again, just a lot of things uh, that make your creatures indestructible. The Unbreakable Formation and Rookborn Defenses, which are both cards I play a lot in my white decks. And again, I play a lot of decks that include white. So these are cards that I actually make sure to pick up a ton of copies of. They're 20 cents a piece. Definitely pick them up for your own decks, especially if you're able to take advantage of their additional effects beyond that. And again, some nice pieces of uh, nice creatures that have afterlife abilities. You have Gideon Bat Blackblade in this particular set, the one from War of the Spark, I believe. And he's already a 4-4 creature with the static ability. Um, Faith's Fetters is always nice. It's a... Uh, way to be able to stop your opponent from, or one of your opponent's creatures from being able to attack or block, and also stop its activated abilities as well. And you also gain a little bit of life too. Ghostway is on, is one going to be one of the big white reprints in this set because it's an instant for two and a white. It says exile each creature you control, return those cards to the battlefield under the owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. 
So just a really nice way to remove all of your creatures from the battlefield in response to a board wipe, etc., etc. You also have a reprint of both Divine Visitation and Blind Obedience. Divine Visitation is a card I used to play. Uh, enchantment, three white white. If one or more creature tokens would be created under your control, that many four four white angel creature tokens with flying and vigilance are created instead. And blind obedience is just a really good guard. Uh, enchantment for one and a white, extort and artifacts and creatures your opponents control enter battlefield tapped. Just a really good card, and the price is really starting to crash on this, which is nice. So more people are going to be able to play this going forward, even though I honestly don't like playing against this card because I play a bunch of creatures. So having to tap the map makes me feel real sad but it's, it, it's a good card. And then Blazing Archon, which I remember from my old play group, 5-6 uh, Archon, costing 6 white, 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 has flying and creatures can't attack you. Just a really annoying card when you're trying to, to be able to attack your opponents and beat them with the game. So definitely removal fodder in a way, as far as I'm concerned, but, but again, a very good card. And it, it'll come down to just a couple of bucks. I think the price was going up on that a little bit. So definitely another needed reprint. And then we obviously have Karn. So good. He's banned in Pioneer and Explore just because he's that dang good. Because he can shut off the activated abilities of artifacts your opponents control. And also turn artifacts and whatnot into creatures until end of turn. And then you can also you basically use a wish board with his minus two ability. And he's just a five loyalty planeswalker. Just really, really, really good. So anyway, there is my skinny on the Ravnica Remastered set. Obviously, there are a bunch of cards I didn't talk about here, and that's why I want to hear from you. What cards are you really interested in getting in Ravnica Remastered, and uh, what do you think should have been included in this particular set? You can let me know on Anchor, which ends, I believe, Spotify, which now allow you to answer a Q&A, so uh, just let me know your thoughts on that. And again, if you want to hear any of my previous episodes, or you just want to find me on Twitter, you can find all the episodes on Google, Apple, Spotify, Player FM, Rockcast, Podcast, Overcast, Breaker, and a million others. Again, I don't remember all of them, but it's a major podcast. I can probably find my content on there. You can also find me on Twitter at, at MTG in quarantine. You can also find all of the links in the episode description below through my link tree, including my TikTok, my Instagram, and all other applicable things that I do, as well as my affiliate links for Inked Gaming, as well as Quiver Time. And again, if you want to pick up a Quiver Time case, Volt case, or any product Quiver Time does, you can use my affiliate code, my brand ambassador code, excuse me, MTGIQ, all lower caps. Again, that is MTGIQ, all lower caps, at checkout for 10% off your order. And I'd like to utilize this opportunity to give another huge shout out and thank you to all the awesome people who support me over at patreon.com slash quarantine. So huge round of thank yous to Mr. Big Benz, Nick S., Frugal Brutal, and Coach J-Row for supporting the show. If you'd like to help support the show and help me make more awesome content, head on over to patreon.com slash MTG and Quarantine for more information. And I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the MTG and Quarantine Podcast. My name's MJ. Have a great rest of your day, everybody.